Rewire by Richard O'Connor. One sentence summary. Rewire explains why we keep engaging in addictive and self-destructive behavior, how our brains justify it, and where you can get started on breaking your bad habits by becoming more mindful and disciplined. My favorite quote from the author is, You know very well what the right choice is, yet you keep making the wrong one. Richard O'Connor Dr. Richard O'Connor is a psychotherapist who spent over 20 years working in the fields of addiction, depression and mental illness. He believes his own struggles with depression, both in his 40s and his 20s, his mother committed suicide when he was 15, give him a unique and strong perspective on it which he shares in this book. Explaining plenty of reasons for why we engage in self-destructive behavior, the book also gives you valuable starting points to get better. So if you want to finally stop smoking, quit munching chips in front of the TV, and not kick yourself so much if you fail, this is for you. Here are three great lessons from the book. 1. You have two selves that influence your actions, a conscious one and an automatic one. 2. Repressing your emotions can cause you to become self-destructive. 3. You can start breaking your bad habits by faking it and training mindfulness. Have a bad habit you want to kick? Let's do it. Rewire lesson one. You have two selves that influence your actions, a conscious one and an automatic one. This answers the question, where does our bad behavior come from? Which one is it going to be after work, gym or TV? The moment I ask you that question, you know which answer is the right one. Yet, we've all faced this or similar decision countless times, but still ended up on the couch with a bag of chips. Why? Dr. O'Connor says it's because we have two selves, a conscious one and an automatic one. The conscious self relies a lot on rational arguments. It's when you reason yourself into doing things, for example going to the library early to get a good spot because it'll be crowded later on. The automatic self is in charge when you eat your entire popcorn before the movie starts. Your conscious self isn't there to think about the consequences and only when it reactivates again later do you regret your actions. Whenever you perform a bad habit, your automatic self is running the show. After all, you'd never choose to do a bad habit consciously. There are two ways then to break bad habits. 1. Strengthening your conscious self so it becomes the dominant force. And 2. Training your automatic self to just stop slipping up. Both work, but in the long run, Training your automatic self is a lot less effort, because once the neural pathways have been established, they work on autopilot. Rewire Lesson 2. Repressing your emotions can cause you to become self-destructive. This answers the question, what causes depression? Have you ever wished to yell at someone at the top of your lungs because they really pissed you off? Chances are, more often than not, when you wanted to, you didn't. Dr. O'Connor says you should have. Emotions are chemical reactions in your body. They build up over time and eventually break, which is when we have to let them out. Like water in an overflowing bathtub, they will find a way. You not yelling when someone harasses you in the morning might lead you to eat a whole pie by yourself in the afternoon, just because you bottled up those feelings. Emotions are never right or wrong. It's not for you to judge. They're feelings and therefore not even meant to be based on reason and common sense. When you're trying to rationally pick your feelings, you'll create a communication gap between your conscious and your automatic self. 
Your automatic self really tells you to yell at your coworker for deleting all that data. But your rational you steps in and says you shouldn't cause a scene in the office. Eventually, this conflicting advice might lead you to engage in self-destructive behavior, like drinking way too much coffee. So listen to your gut. Rewire lesson 3. You can start breaking your bad habits by faking it and training mindfulness. This answers the question, how can I get rid of my bad behavior? Rewiring your brain is never easy, but it's easy to get started. Alcoholics Anonymous use the saying, fake it till you make it, a lot. And it helps a lot of recovering addicts get started. It focuses on being dedicated to getting better and giving it your best, even when you end up caving and having a drink after a week or two. If you constantly beat yourself up every time you have another drink, you'll keep sabotaging yourself because you're repressing those emotions, remember? Instead, focus on continuing your efforts and fake it until you eventually make not drinking a habit. It'll get easier to control yourself over time. Another great starting point is training your mindfulness through meditation. Just by sitting down for 30 minutes every day and focusing and refocusing on your breath, you can substantially increase your awareness for when you're about to do a bad habit. Don't worry about being perfect. It's normal to have other thoughts as you meditate. Gently push them aside and refocus your attention. That's what meditation is all about. But, you know, fake it till you make it. My personal takeaways from Rewire for 2017. I do have some updates and sort of expands on this one. First of all, the automatic self versus conscious self. A very similar idea is in Daniel Kahneman's book, Thinking Fast and Slow. That's the title. Almost slipped me. Um, which is also available on Formate Books, of course. <laughs> Um, thinking fast and slow, and Daniel Kahneman calls it system one and system two, but it's really the same thing. And what you're trying to do is to close the gap between the two, right? It's also the gap that causes the emotional uh, dissonance. But when you can move something from system one to system two, or rather from your automatic one to your conscious one, uh, and say, okay, this is not for the automatic one, let's hand it over to Mr. Conscious here and let him run the show and decide rationally, that's a very good place to be in. But that, of course, requires self-awareness. Now, um, again, the two ways to do this, training your automatic self and strengthening your conscious self, both are required, both are helpful. As I said before, the training your automatic self in the long run is a lot less effort, but the ultimate way of training your automatic self is to like catch yourself often enough, right? Like being self-aware of when you bite your nails again and again and again until you eventually automatically realize it before you do it and then you just stop slipping up. So this sort of actively paying attention is the longer way to to changing your automatic self but it's also the most sustainable it's also the way you like you can't get around that uh, the second part training your automatic self to stop slipping up that's um so the end way of achieving that is via solution number one obviously but the short-term thing you can do is design your environment right so sticking with biting my nails uh, or your nails what i could do because i am biting my nails by the way um, 
is there's a certain paste that tastes really nasty and you can put it on your fingers just for the purpose of not biting your nails. So every time I would put my fingers in my mouth, I would have a very disgusting taste in it and that would be an automatic way of keeping myself from doing it. That would be an environment design hack to do that. But this isn't this long-term solution, right? I can't have, walk around forever with my fingers smelling like whatever it is. So this would be a a crutch, a intermediate way until I become aware enough to catch myself before it actually happens, right? So I think that's how the two systems go together. Uh, second lesson, repressing your emotions. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very good lesson. Uh, I think, so it's complicated, right? Because in the lesson I said, emotions aren't right or wrong. You're not supposed to judge them, their feelings. You're supposed to voice them when you have them. Uh, you don't, you're not supposed to rationally pick them. But then again, a philosophy like stoicism, which I promote very much is all about that. Like it's about controlling your emotions, not making a fuss when there's no fuss to be made and so on. So how does that go together? What I think is that you have the power. So you develop with self-awareness, the power to not rationally pick your feelings, but to observe your feelings on from a more neutral perspective and then rationally be able to decide whether this is one you need to let out, whether this is one you need to let go, or whether this is one you can sort of transform or depending on the situation, right, communicate in a different way or how to act on it rather, right? So it's not like rational, uh, being rational about your emotions is all bad. It's just that the rational part, the pause part, like when you get really angry and you realize, I, you, oh man, I get really angry. What am I going to do with this emotion? Like that's good because that just lets you decide how to deal with it. That does not mean you should ever decide to just suppress it. Okay, so there's a difference between not being rational at all with your emotions and using that rationality to make the right choice of treating your emotions. Does that make sense? I hope so. Um, so, for example, when you have an urge to yell at a coworker, that doesn't necessarily mean you should automatically do it. It means that once you have the capability to recognize that's what's happening right when it happens and you're realizing, oh man, I'm getting really angry at John because John fucked up again. Damn it. What am I going to do? And then you can decide, you can breathe and you can be like, okay, I'm going to tell John very specifically what he did wrong, what I would like to do him next time. I will tell him it's okay. He messed up and I will tell him to get on it and fix it right away or something like that. Right. And then I will like use my anger to give constructive criticism to the person who caused it or something like that and that's also a way of dealing with that anger but you're just channeling the way you communicate it so you're channeling the way you develop the emotion and then you can still go home and punch a punching bag if you if that's what you feel like um i have realized uh that this sort of emotional non-suppression this emotional expression helps a lot I've actually realized it to the point where this week, oh yeah, it was this week, Tuesday, a couple days ago, 
I decided to act on an emotion that I've had for a long time, which I didn't have to act on. So basically what I'm saying is I try to be honest all the time. It makes me feel good, right? It's like, I don't, this doesn't feel good. This does and so on. And just saying these things, I've realized that for a while now, but there are situations where we don't communicate our emotions because we don't have to. So for example, let's say a person you're in love or you have been in love with for a long time or a person you have feelings for and it's been going on for years and you never told them because you know like they have a girlfriend, boyfriend or you're so good friends and so on. So I've decided this week, man, there's only like four or five girls I've ever thought about marrying or (laughs) I don't want to say about marrying, but I've ever thought, man, like if you spend your life with this girl like that would probably be a pretty good life. And I, so long-term, right? Like thinking very, very long-term. And I was like, man, I should really tell those, like those who don't know or or who I've never told this, I should tell them because one, they might like me. And two, they, if not, at least it's an awesome compliment and you will feel better too. So this is a situation where I don't have to communicate my emotions. Like I've settled or I've decided that it's okay, right? Like I will not be with them ever. Okay, I've long decided, but still I decided I'm going to like, even if I voluntarily come out and show this vulnerability and communicate it, I'm going to feel way better. So I did it on Thursday. I told a girl or like the, the, the girl I currently like have the most feelings for like of all the people I know. Um, and I just told her and we've been friends for a long time and it was totally random, like out of the blue, sent like a really long voice message like telling her a story, explaining everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I felt really good during doing it and it was like totally voluntary on my end. Um, but it just made me feel really, really good. And like, I'm taking the next step. So even though I didn't have to, I just acted on my emotions and it felt really good. So I think that's what this is about, right? Like making the conscious decision to like do it. Um, last one. Yeah, obviously mindfulness is the way to go to train your brain to develop these capacities like automatic versus conscious and for you to choose which one's uh, supposed to be in charge. Self-awareness, the way to go. Meditation, common recommendation, 30 minutes every day. I don't think you need to start with that actually. If you start way smaller, that's fine too. Um, just start with a minute or two minutes or five. Really, it doesn't matter where you start as long as you do it. Remember, fake it till you make it. Um, meditation is also just the most common way. I have a blog post on my blog. Called, uh, it's nicholaskugel.com slash self-awareness activities. Always with a dash in between. Um, where I've listed 27 or so activities you can do that also build self-awareness besides meditation. Because I personally have gotten a little sick of hearing meditate, meditate, meditate all the time when there's so many other things you can do and meditation is really just the most popular way. It might be the most effective way too, fine, but meditation is not for everyone. So check out these self-awareness activities on my blog. I'm sure you'll find at least one to three to 10 there that you can do and use. And I hope this will help you rename your automatic self and live happily expressing your emotions with your conscious one. See you on the next summary.